Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. What's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday, a new weekly show where we're going to be talking about trending news, trending topics, and really what's going on in the world from a Latino's perspective. Uh, so we have some very good topics to speak on today, some trending news. Uh, number one, we want to hit on, if you guys remember from last week, at the end of the episode, we teased, you know, some different ways that you can automate your life and why successful people uh, implement implement automation into their life. Also, we want to talk about XRP and that whole situation. And we also want to talk about AT&T. Um, yeah, I mean, that the stock price with AT&T has hit a 30-year low. So we're going to dive into why it's hit a low and, you know, maybe the, some of the futures or some of the outcomes of the company and what can potentially happen. But uh, with that being said, Jeremiah, bro, what's going on? How are you doing today? Man, doing well. Uh, I'm actually super excited. I always say this, but it's like Chris. Keep coming up with good topics and good stuff to discuss, bro. So, you know, anytime that you have a good discussion and you see like a good topic, you get excited. So I'm excited to be here. A hundred percent. And so speaking about being excited about our topics, we want to dive into automating your decisions. Now, this isn't something that's spoken about very often. It's not something that I, I hear a lot, but as you're... It's a cheat code, exactly as you know. Jeremiah and I are constantly studying successful people, their habits, and what they do. You know, we pick up on little things, right? We pick up on things and we add them to our life. And we, you know, over the time, it dramatically helped us out, right? Made us more efficient. So, what what do I mean when I say automate your decision, right? And this is the way I look at it, right? I think. And, and Jeremiah is going to hop in. He's going to give his perspective as well. But the way I look at it is every single day we wake up with a battery pack, right? A full battery pack. Hopefully, hopefully some of y'all wake up on a full battery pack. You know, some of us wake up <laughs> halfway. halfway. But, um, exactly. So 100% battery pack. And as you go through the day and as you make decisions, as you go to work, as you get in your car, your battery pack is becoming um, more drained over time. And sometimes you can recharge yourself by taking a nap or even just being around the right people. You can feel energized, right? Um, I know having the conversations with Jeremiah, it's just like the time of the day, it's, I feel good. I feel energized, right? Um, but most of the time people, especially folks that work like just a regular nine to five jobs, their, their battery level just declines over time. And, you know, that's why at the end of the day, you're feeling like really lethargic. You're feeling beat up, tired. Uh, it's because of all the decisions you've had to make throughout the day. Now, if you take a, take a step back and look at all the decisions you make, it's actually pretty crazy, right? So you just waking up. And you're going in your closet and you're figuring out like what you need to wear to work, uh, figuring out what you're going to feed the kids, figuring out like how to get to work or, you know, maybe there's traffic. How do you get around the traffic? These are all decisions that you have to make throughout the day. And not only that, but when you come home, you got to, you know, deal with your family. You got to figure out what to cook and whatnot. So I say all of that to say. I like to have my battery packed as as charged as possible right because there's some some times where 
I'm waking up at five and, you know, uh, we're doing stuff until 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock, whatever the case is. So being energized is a necessity for me throughout the day. So some of the ways that I personally automate my life and I keep my, my battery pack full is number one, the night, the day before I'm always planning my day. Very, very important. I'm always planning. My, I don't necessarily plan the whole week. I can kind of see what's going to happen during the week, but it's more important for me to figure out what I need to do the very next day. So I write down like Jeremiah, I write down like, yo, I need to throw out the trash. I need to record with Jeremiah. I need to do this. I need to um, send out this email. I need to call these people. The reason why I do that is because when I wake up in the morning and I start working, I don't have to think about what I need to do for the day. I just jump right into it without even thinking. Another thing I do the night before is y'all might think I'm crazy for this, Jeremiah. You might think I'm crazy, but I hit the gym in the morning. I'm laying out my clothes. I'm laying out my shoes, my socks. Like I'm about to, I'm about to start a new school day. <laughs> like it's like it's brand new. Like it's the first day of school. Like you're coming off a summer break. Yeah. All that, bro. All that. And the reason why I do that is because in the morning, I don't want to have to think about, show. should I go to the gym or not? No, my water bottle set, my clothes are ready. I'm just jumping in. I'm going. Right. So these are things that myself, I implement throughout the day to automate my decisions. So I don't even have to think about it the night before. I might even think about like, what am I going to cook or what are we going to eat? What am I going to eat throughout the day? Um, just all of that. So I can limit the amount of decisions I have to make. And if you look at people like recipe, Steve jobs, and some of these successful people, if you look at their attire and what they wear, they wear damn near the same thing every day because it's the same same reason. They don't want to have to think about, you know, what, what what am I going to wear today? Right. Because they want to use that energy, those decision-making process on bigger things that actually matter to their business, to their lives. And um, this whole concept, I actually got it from either Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs actually had said it back in the days where he's like, yo, I wear the same thing, the black shirt, the blue jeans with the new balances, because I don't want to think about none of that. I want to just get on with the day. So uh, those are a couple of different ways that I automate my life. But Jeremiah, hop in here, man. Let's talk to us. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm more of a... uh... A weekly planner i like it in you know if it's if it's important enough then i'm a super planner but I, I like to plan out the month i like to look at certain things but weekly planning for sure i like to do that but the day before i will go through and look at my calendar and i'll check and see what did i like what do i have next up and so i've done some of the same things got the clothes ready for the gym um let my wife lay out things for the baby, just different, right? Because you never know, like, okay, if I'm going to be gone at a certain time period, I want to make things as smooth as I can mm-hmm. for the family, right? as smooth mm-hmm. as I can in that aspect. And really, for me, there, so there's like five things that we, all the things that you mentioned and what I'm saying, these are what we're trying to do or the attempt of what we're trying to do when we're doing that. Number one is we're trying to conserve mental energy. You just mm-hmm. said that about Steve Jobs. Uh, Bill Gates, these guys, they wear the same type of clothes because that mental capacity or energy needs to be focused on the big decisions that help to change the world, right? Number two is you're establishing a routine. That's Mm -hmm. why they tell you to make your bed. When you get up in the morning, make your bed. Why? Because it's discipline. It helps to create that muscle 
inside of you that helps to create additional disciplines throughout the rest of your life. Uh, number three is your reduced procrastination. A lot of us, if we don't plan things and we don't get things mm-hmm. done previously with the preparation, we're going to procrastinate. And then what ends up happening, you probably don't do it or it doesn't come out to the quality that it should because you procrastinated. The number four thing that you're trying to do is improve decision quality, right? We just talked about that. The quality mm-hmm. of what you're deciding and the decisions you make they come out really, really good when you sit and have time to think about it. Right? You can weigh all the options. What, what, what would this intake? How would this person react? How would this happen if I do this? And so you have time to sit, rehearse, prepare, and then go through a couple of different options and come up with the best one that's for you. And then finally, the last one is you're enhancing your time management. Right? Mm. Time management is the most important skill. Anytime you talk to a billionaire, they'll tell you about that their day is pretty much scheduled down to every 30 seconds, mm. right? to the minutes. They'll be in a conversation. I saw Elon say one time he was in a conversation and he was talking to someone. He's like, look, I got to do a hard stop right now. And he was in the middle of his conversation. He's like, I have to transition to another conversation, mm-hmm. enhancing your time management. So those five things are what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish when you try to do these certain type of things. Now, you'll have to find whatever is applicable for you and your right, your mm-hmm. uh, discipline level because you can't just go cold turkey. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, you know, they do. They try to come in and say, oh, man. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna totally change my life. This is my New Year's resolution. No, yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's not how it works, right? One of our Chris was crazy. The books that we love to talk about is Atomic Habits, yep. and we always mention that book, yep. right? Like you got to start habit stacking. You got to build things and do things that are going to help you to remember and fill the spaces of the bad habits you used to have and get you into doing this, right? Automating your life, and then you're going to start to. And here's the thing: you won't see the results overnight. Mm-hmm. Do it for about three weeks, right? They they say that it takes 31 days. It takes about a month. And then do it for 60 and you'll see a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's, for me, that, that's what I really try to focus on, trying to make sure that I can help, help, help streamline myself. It sounds weird, but that's what I'm trying to do. No, 100%. I, you said something. You said the second point. You used the word create, right? And a lot of people got to learn to create that environment for themselves. Yes. So I mentioned laying out the clothes or if it's like, yo, I need to study or spend more time with God, whatever the case is, set that space up for you in in, in, in your house or your apartment where you're going to go there and specifically study, pray, whatever the case is, put your notepad there, put your pen there, put your book there, whatever it is, create that space for yourself um, so you can actually do that. And you also hit on the time aspect. I mean, um, it, it I, it's crazy. I mean, I guess as older that's as i get more older right get more wiser and whatnot i just value time more and more every single day and i value other people's times as well so um i mean i I remember being around a pretty successful person and we're like looking for something to eat and whatnot and he's all like uh we call to see how long the wait is and it's like a 45 minute wait for a good restaurant and we're like no, that's just that's just too long. It's not worth the time. Let's just go get something real quick, get back to it, right? So yeah, I love that. Love that you hit on that. Yeah, I think that I feel like when you focus in on creating, like you said, creating that environment, it's gonna be conducive to allowing you to prepare, right? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of weird because there's steps to getting to being ready to to do these things. Like there's a maybe there's gradual steps. And so if you just take actual like 
sit down, maybe even write it out. I tell mm-hmm. people a lot of times, write down what it is that you want to accomplish. Write down what it is that you want to automate because you may not even, if we're just saying this, it just sounds like, you know, yeah. in one year out the other, like sit down 100%. and write down what you actually want to automate and then the steps necessary to do. A hundred percent. Even if it's like, yo, I'm trying to lose weight. I just, I'm not good with, you know, the, the fast food is killing me. I got some, I got some extra money. I don't have some time. Let me go ahead and hire a chef or let me go ahead and get me some meal prep for the week. That's the form of automation. Yep. hundred percent. That's one, that's one people don't even think about. Yeah. They think about the children part, right? Because they get a nanny. That's automation. Mm. That's what people Mm -hmm. think about it. You don't even really think about it. You're just like, I don't want the stress to hire whatever, but really what you're doing, you're automating a portion of your rearing duties, right? The child rearing duties. That's automation. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's funny that you brought that. I will we'll, we'll transition in a second, but I went out to we went out like a little double date over the weekend, and the the couple we went with they have a nanny, right? They're like the same age as us, but like yo, they they left the baby with the nanny. We went to the movies, had a good time, went back to the house. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, that's that's math's facts right there. I love that. Yeah, that's, and I think that's one that it's been in normal practice, but no one really thinks about it as a form mm-hmm. of automation, but it really is. I think it's not normal for our community. I agree. I'll agree yeah. with that, right? Because we we have trust issues. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. But um, that, that's a whole another podcast. So look, podcast. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Speaking about trust issues and just you know, just last week, a New York judge delivered a ruling for Ripple, yeah. um, determining that XRP is not a security. Therefore, it has been listed on American exchanges such as Coinbase. If you guys know anything about the Ripple case and XRP, uh, pretty much they have been fighting the SEC for the past three years over allegations that Ripple and two of its executives conducted an illegal offering of $1.3 billion worth of sales of XRP. So they've been fighting this for the past three years. Um, I, I think before all this, at one point, it was hovering around like two dollars, two fifty, or something mm-hmm. like that. And since the allegation, it's just it's been held back. Like at, at the lowest, I think damn near it hit like twenty cents at the lowest, right? Um, there's a lot of people that are huge fans of of this token and the the abilities that it can have and whatnot and the functions of it. Uh, but it, it was just a ruling that it's no longer security. And that was, I think, a last Thursday or Friday. Yeah. It was a huge day for crypto enthusiasts. I know folks was just like happy, having a great time. You know, if they 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 thought they they were just having a great time. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um but it's crazy because that day, um, the, the 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 token it hit about twenty percent. You know, it grew about twenty percent, and then at the peak of the day, it hit about eighty percent rise. So, yeah. very very interesting. Uh, Jeremiah, what are your thoughts about this whole thing? And I would love for you, for the people that don't know, could you break down the functions of X, XRP and what it does? Yeah. So initially, let's well let's start from there. Let's start yeah. with what Ripple is, XRP is Ripple, okay, it's Ripple coin. Uh, so the function of the utility of it is, number one, it's a cross-border payments, right? So basically, no matter what's going on in traditional banking, there's all different laws and things that cross over from different countries, and you have to adhere to the whatever country that you're dealing with, right? There's mm-hmm. laws that you have to adhere to for that. So obviously, cross-border payments, XRP would be 
very, very good for that because it's a cryptocurrency. Everything digital. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about much uniformity. Number two is it's like a it's a very good liquidity solution, which means that you know there's it's it's very fast. It's high transaction speed and it's very very cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody that's in cryptocurrency and they're dealing with Ethereum, which is mostly what they call gas fees, right? You got yeah. to pay for trades and things like that, and so expensive. it's expensive. Yeah. It, it prevents people from doing a lot of things. And so the liquidity solution is XRP. It's a lot cheaper, moves things a lot faster, which means you'll probably have more transactions. Um, you know, and even thinking about, um, like we said, we we're speaking about sending money internationally, remittance is what they call it, but XRP is really good for that. Micro payments, right? Mm-hmm. For various pieces of, let's say, smart contracts and things like that, if you get an NFTs and things, this is, this is going to be, basically imagine a coin or a token that's going to replace or cut into very largely the business of ethereum ethereum has mm. been running the space as far as on their blockchain a lot of transactions happen on Ethereum. right you don't make too many transactions on like bitcoin blockchain because it's it's expensive it's obviously mm-hmm. super expensive and the mining fees it takes a lot of energy and stuff to do that so xrp is lowering the amount of energy the amount of effort to complete transactions and making them cheaper it's a double win. And so that's why you have so many crypto enthusiasts that were just like really excited about mm-hmm. it. Um, and you really got to think about, um, we'll get into this, the actual decision and then what I think the future is, but I want people to think about this. MoneyGram, Santander Bank, which is a very large bank, American Express, right? Um, these are companies or these are very large corporations that have kind of tied themselves in with Ripple uh, from very early on. So what you can start to see is start to see the utilization and the implementation of Ripple into their pay structures. Mm-hmm. That's going to help to scale it and make it usable and make you know make the the uh, utilizations come out a lot further on it. Now, what, where is this going to go? What do I think? I mean, what it does is this case sets precedent, right? And so it's going to allow for other coins and tokens as they start to come out. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that have already been classified, there were seven, eight coins that were already classified as securities. Yeah, yeah. Now the appeal becomes even stronger for those coins 100%. and tokens, right? To go back and say, well, Ripple, this, they ruled that they weren't a security. So I'm not trying, I'm going to, are we a security? How's that working? Right? Is there some type of, Prefer treatment for Ripple, or does this mm-hmm. go across the line for cryptocurrency? And so it sets that precedent and allows for those coins to come back in and say, "Hey, we need to we need to revamp this. We need to relook mm-hmm. at this." Now, where's it? And then, as far as cost or where it's going to go in the future, price points right now, it's very good to get in. After it hit about, I think it was like seventy nine point eight. It was like eighty percent. It lowered back down roughly at about. 12% gain from where it was before the case and things like that, which is solid. It's still in a good place right now for people to invest, for people to go and actually, you know, take advantage of the price that it is right now. The highest I ever saw it was $3.50, mm-hmm. $3.50, not $350, mm-hmm. $3.50. I could see it in upwards of, you know, anywhere between 17 to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. The utilization as it starts to fill its way out and as these corporations start to implement it, um, I can see it actually. And there's one particular corporation that Elon Musk or any of his, any of that umbrella decided mm-hmm. they're going to implement it. So instead of Doge, if they decide they're going to implement XRP, 
think it, 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 it might grow extremely, extremely high. So I, right now is the time to get in, to investigate. I always tell people, do your tokenomics, which is, that means your due diligence when it comes to these coins and tokens. Look at the utilization rate. Mm-hmm. There's, all, uh, there's always white papers, they call it, for you to sit and research what these things are used for. I gave a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more for XRP. There are probably many that are being created now daily. Uh, you know, they're back on large exchanges. Coinbase listed them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Gecko as well. Shouts out to Uphold, who never... Never mm. did. They never okay. did. No, but it was, out it was always local. on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they need to pay me. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, <laughs> let me get that plug in there. But no, man, that's what I think is going on, Chris. I think we're going to see some. It's a precedent, right? So I think we're going to see some some court decisions and some court uh, cases maybe get thrown out or get revisited. So shouts out to Rip. No, I, I love that. So my thought, what are your thoughts are if they would have lost this case, what do you think it would have, how, how do you think it would have impacted the crypto landscape if they would have lost? Um, Bitcoin is still, Bitcoin is going to half again in 2024. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have prevented that. Bitcoin is its own entity, right? It's kind of untouchable at this point. You've got Vanguard and BlackRock trying to implement ETFs with, with it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's untouchable. It's in a whole nother, atmosphere right it's its own stratosphere mm-hmm. own gravity pool but for all the other coins ethereum litecoin these other ones it would have affected them greatly because what that would have done then is set up the precedent to say now we can say all of you are securities mm-hmm. see now I they agree. have to kind of hold it back and they have to revisit those cases from the other eight coins but think about it literally xrp is very popular it would have set the president like, you know what? All of this is regulated now. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that it wasn't, that tells me that there's hope for remaining to be decentralized uh, cryptocurrency, right? So having that DeFi. I think people thought it was going to go away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't look great, right? And then mm-hmm. FTX didn't help at all. Yeah. But no, there's yeah. a whole other story behind that too. We <laughs> don't have time for that. So, but yeah. No, it's funny because and we'll definitely keep an eye on the situation and see where it goes and whatnot. Um, but it's funny because the day that it that everybody found out, you know, a lot of people were happy, but there were some people that were expecting it to shoot up to two, three, five dollars. And it's like, I think in this time of investing in uh, we I think we lose sight of a like, yo, 20% gain. That's very good. <laughs> People are thinking people are wanting 200% gains, and it's like, yo, like 20% is great, 80% is that at the end of the day, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I think also you have some uh, some false expectations. There were some reactions from people that were probably a little strange. You know, I don't name people or whatever, but I, I saw some things and I was just like, it's a little bit excessive. But you know, I mean, everybody's going to have their own ways that they react. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna have their own ways that they react. And what I will say is that um listen, is it is it more like trading? Yeah, crypto Mm -hmm. is more like trading because markets Mm -hmm. never close, right? You gotta stay up on top of your stuff. You gotta know there's new coins and stuff coming in every single day. And so it's probably more like trading and you gotta stay on your stuff. But then at the same time, if you purchase Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, those are long-term holders and now xrp might get moved into that you know into things that you can hold long term 
And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, I think in, within the next three to five years, maybe two to five, you'll start to see ETFs with multiple coins or maybe mm-hmm. indexes that are made up of uh, cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Like the same way you see the S&P, S&P 500, you'll start to yeah. see cryptocurrencies with Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, XRP being the major weight inside of the index, but there'll be other mm-hmm. indexes. It's coming. It's just. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Man, I love that. Um, before we run out on time, I would I do want to hit on this last topic. Uh, transitioning a little bit, the AT&T stock just hit a 30-year low due to using lead cables are causing a huge health and environmental risk. And it, it's kind of crazy to think about, like, yo, what, what you mean uh, lead cables, right? So these cables have a high level of lead exposure and i was doing a little research and there's over like 2000 lead covered cable still hanging around phone phone poles still underground and again this is causing a huge health risk for not only workers for, but for people that are living in the surrounding areas now you may be wondering like yo what does this have to do with the the the, the stock price and whatnot so there's been growing concerns a potentially high cost that these phone giants will have to face to actually clean up all these cables and this contamination and everything. So there was an article that I was actually reading that it said it could cost up to $50 billion to clean everything up. Crazy. I, I before we, before like I looked into all this the past week, I didn't know about any of this. Right. And I, I have AT&T, but, um, now, what, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, we were talking about it a little before, you know, the whole innovation piece where they've just been, they haven't been, they've they just been sweeping it under the rug. You know, they've been, there's been articles that have, you know, uh, accused the company of not doing ethical business and whatnot. They just haven't been doing very much about it. But recently it's been getting some, some steam behind it. I mean, you know, ESG, is a whole movement in corporations, right? And it hasn't been super popular. You see BlackRock that lost last, in 2022, for the last, the fourth quarter of 2022, they lost 32% um, overall revenue. And so it hasn't been something that's been super popular with big corporations, but it'll never go away. There'll always be EPA, there'll always be companies and people that are focused in on what's best for the health of, you know, the people of the United States. Now, some of that, don't get me wrong, there's probably ulterior motives all ran through that. Mm -hmm. I'm not even, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not disillusioned by that. But when you have lead casing, what ends up happening is, just not to get too scientific, Mm -hmm. but anyway, what ends up happening is you start to have runoff, guys. Runoff goes into water table. The water Mm -hmm. table is what you and I drink. Or if you don't even drink the tap water, which a lot of people don't, but you brush your teeth with. Right? You put it in yeah, your mouth, you bathe with it. And what ends up happening yeah. is it gets in your pores. Mm-hmm. Right? And then that, what happens is that gets inside your body, causes all sorts of issues. That leads to carcinogens, right? That's a carcinogen. And so these things are, this is what people are worried about. And they're going to make them do remittance, which means cleaning all of it up. And it's $50 billion. Well, how does that affect the stock price? Well, crap. If we got to put money that's being generated from revenue into actually cleaning up a mess that's been sitting there for a hundred years since we started laying phone lines, it's going to take down the costs or the dividends, what you're paying the out. Dividends, yep. So I don't yep. think I want to keep my money in here with at and Now, like I was telling you, Chris, 
you could have done something. Uh, you know, MCI was a company that ended up morphing into Verizon. And Verizon, when they started doing fiber optic cable, they took up a lot of their lines, the old lines. Mm. In that time period, AT&T should have been taking up the lines and replacing like mm-hmm. there's been ample opportunity within the past 20, 25 years to do something different. And they're mm-hmm. at a 30 year low. It's really funny because the 30 year low is like free. What does that take us back to 1993? It's like yeah. free internet, right? Yeah. So they're pre-internet levels. I want you guys to Crazy. think about this. Like AT&T Crazy. was a giant. They owned everything. My bill is what they called it. It owned everything in the telecommunications space. Everything is diversified now, and they just haven't innovated. So their lack of innovation and concern has created, what, a 30-year low in their stock price. And now they're trying to see what are they going to do and what are they going to do moving forward. They may not have a choice if the government gets involved to have to clean up those lines. But stock price-wise, I, I don't think, I don't know, I don't see AT&T like bouncing back like that. I don't, there's really nothing they can offer. At this at this point, they've been kind of behind. Right, it reminds me of Intel. That's kind of mm-hmm. what they remind me of at this point. You're just kind of you're there because you're there, like cell phone companies and stuff like that. But you know, your margin is super low. It's tough. It's gonna be tough for them. A hundred percent. You got other companies like Amazon. If not, if I'm not mistaken, they've teased of having their own phone services that is integrated yeah. with Prime or something like that. Or it's like if that happens. It's over. I'm switching. <laughs> and, and, what's, and what's so funny is Amazon, right? They learned this man. I think people go study Jeff Bezos quietly, right? He's like, he's super dominant and he's super mm-hmm. smart. Elon and Mark, like every like right now, that's the battle, right? Elon and Mark. Mark's all spoiled up. I don't think Elon wants none of that. But like Jeff Bezos and Amazon, they went and studied logistics and studied people's business model mm-hmm. right because for the longest time people didn't ship people didn't uh they didn't do their own shipping right web as the internet and stuff came in so aws amazon web services took care of that like they would go in and, and take mm-hmm. care of all that and so what they do is they just study people's business model and all the holes so like you said if they're going to create a phone it's because they know there's huge holes in all these companies and we're going to yeah. fulfill those holes yeah. oh and it comes with prime service for free that's it mm. Hmm. Crazy innovation. It's the telling yep. factor of how uh, a company is going to perform in the future. You look at what what are they doing? What are they innovating? What are they doing different, new? Every company has, you know, whether it's Nike innovating new products and, and new technology, or um, even like Chipotle. Like, what what other products are they coming out? They're constantly innovating. It's the yep. telling factor of how a company is going to perform. Apple is probably the epitome of it. Uh, we just seen it with Meta and Threads mm-hmm. and Instagram. So, yeah, very interesting stuff. We'll keep an eye on this. I, I don't know. What do you think? Just last question. You think this could be the end of AT&T? Is this like, it's still a huge company, right? Of course it is, yeah. Or they're you don't see it? They're yeah. integrated into a lot of things. Um, what I would tell you is, is that AT&T should start looking for collaborations. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is uh, right now Disney Plus is Disney Plus streaming services are down on their numbers, mm-hmm. right? And maybe some of that is overhead, some of that's logistical worries. Maybe some, you know, there's different things that maybe they can cut some costs by connecting with AT and T, 
um, with the with the you know just with the infrastructure that AT and T has. That collaboration maybe could help both of them. It would revive AT and T because there's money influx of money coming in through the streaming service. And then Disney could maybe cut down on some of their overhead costs, mm. infrastructure, payments and stuff. So that's what I would be looking at. If I'm at and I'm looking to make a major, um, a major collaboration, right? Because just on their own, yeah, not so, yeah. so they're going to put, but major collaboration is needed. You know, 100%. That's interesting you brought up Disney because I just recently seen that they're cutting back on like the Star Wars movies on yep, the- Marvel. Marvel and all that, just because the production cost is so expensive, um, they need to cut back on it. I think it's it's losing its like exclusivity a little bit. Like it used to be dope to go see a. Yeah, it's way uh, too many. It's too many of them. It's like, yo, I don't even know this character. (laughs) I can't keep up, man. How how in the Marvel universe did this happen? Yeah, I know, but you know, Uh, there's something. It's better to watch something that entertains you than craziness, right? Yeah, 100%. So with that being said, a phenomenal conversation today. If you guys got anything from this episode, if you enjoyed any of it, if you learned anything new, do us a huge favor. Share this episode with five other people, five other Latinos that need to hear this information. Guys, there's, there's, you tell me another platform that's creating what Latin Wealth is doing, what, that's doing what we're doing, coming on here weekly, sharing news with you guys talking about news consistently with y'all and giving you guys quality conversations of people in our community you let me know who's doing that if not share this with five people that need to hear this and jeremiah anything else no that's it man let's let's get it hopefully everybody enjoyed it share with 100%. five people and let's let's keep moving and wealth man make sure you you make sure you connect with us yep connect with us and as always we'll see you guys next week peace